Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast. We are the Nerdy Boys. We are bringing this podcast to you from Nerdy Things Pod Productions, part of the Nerdy Things Pod Network. And this is Everything is Fine, a podcast exclusively dedicated to NBC's hit TV show, The Good Place. Hey guys, I said podcast right every time. That was pretty cool. Hey, uh, I am one of your hosts, Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And in between episodes, which we do every Monday, we hope you will join us on social media in discussing this podcast on our Good Place discussion group on Facebook. You can go to Facebook any way you choose, whether that's through an app or online. Up top, search Everything is Fine, and you will find us. You can also find us on nerdythingspod.com, the central hub for all of the podcasts in the Nerdy Things Pod network. You can also find us at Nerdy Things Pod pretty much anywhere there's a social media. And we have an Instagram account dedicated to this show where we've been posting a lot about churro dogs lately. And that is at Everything is Fine podcast. So please get at us there in between uh, the episodes. Follow our personal social medias, which you'll also see on nerdythingspod.com, and just get involved in the discussion, because we love it. But we thank you guys for coming back to listen to this show. We do this show every Monday, every week. We dedicate one of our episodes to one of the episodes of The Good Place. We are coming here on episode nine. We are going to catch up to season three by the time it premieres this fall, where we can all watch that one together. And that'll be so much more fun, because we can just predict what's going to happen next with all the big cliffhangers it's going to be a blast to get into that with you guys so thank you for sticking with us kind of a mess last week but also kind of really funny too so we're hoping to do more of the same (laughs) this week so let's get into it we always call back to the previous episode the guys usually know what question i'm going to ask but this week they don't part of the mess that's going on this week so last week we saw eleanor was speaking with Michael, and they were trying to, in some way, determine her good place slash bad place eligibility without the file, without the information necessary to really see her life as a big picture. So guys, if you were talking to someone and you were you were on Michael's end of the spectrum and you didn't have the big picture of their life, what were some of the things like she talked about taking the shoes off in an airplane, what would be some of the things that you would look at like that and go, no, there's no way you're going to the good place if you do that thing. For example, like for me, I'll give you one, give you guys a few seconds to think. If you're not using your blinkers, I have no use for you. Because listen, I <laughs> live in Massachusetts. Kevin lives in Massachusetts. Jules lives in Texas, where apparently just horses are out in the highway. Horses but- everywhere. But in Massachusetts, we drive very aggressively. And the less aggressively you drive, the more in danger you are. However, if I'm going to cut you off, if I'm going to get in your lane because I have to, because there's traffic and I need to get over, I'm at least going to put my blinker on so you know that I'm coming. That at least makes it somewhat safe. I'm coming in. Don't try and stop me. But here's your warning. When there's no warning and someone's in front of you, come on, man. I hate that. So that would be one of my things where if I see someone who's not using their blinkers out there... I have no use for you in the good place. You need to get in the bad place where they have <laughs> flying bears with foreheads. So what, what do you guys got? Oh, boy. Uh, I hate people who don't know when a conversation is over. I think that they don't belong in the good place. Like if we have reached 
an, a, a previously agreed upon end of the conversation, you don't then have to stop and tell me about your relative who founded a settlement three towns over from where we are now because you traced your lineage back a million years. I don't. I don't care. Very personal, Kevin. I. <laughs> we're done. I definitely think you can add small talk to that. Anybody that enjoys small talk at all. Just know, it's like, man, yesterday was really hot, man. Yeah. I mean, I looked on the weather the other day and it was just, how about them? No. Nope. We're done. Thank you. Goodbye. Also on that list is anybody that's enjoyed a churro dog or hasn't. I'm not, I'm on the fence about the churro dog thing. It depends. Or hasn't enjoyed a churro dog. It's churro dog related. We're not sure yet. We'll keep workshopping it, but something about churro dogs is going to be on that questionnaire, whether yes or no, good place or bad place. You're going to get some points either taken or given. I'm not too sure yet, but. Uh, that's my listen. That's listen, let's let's continue on with that because we have no news this week. There was nothing big going on well, in the universe there, of Good Place actors and stuff. There actually this is week. one though that they're starting a podcast. No, no, we're not going to talk about. We're that. not going to talk about the podcast. No, no we're not okay. going to talk about oh, that. Right, so there okay. was no oh, news cool. in the Good Place universe this week <laughs> that I could find. So uh-huh. let's get. I mean, my world has been opened up because I've been searching churro dog pictures all week. So. What are your guys, now that we've had time to think and process about this, because we were discovering churro dogs on the podcast last week, but now we've had time to process this. We know that there's two kinds of churro dogs. There's the actual hot dogs with churros as buns, which I didn't think was possible, but apparently it is. And then there's the churro that's the dog where you add ice cream to it and like, I don't know. A, a donut bun in some case like so all right so talk what do you what are you guys feeling how are you feeling about churro dogs right now i think i know where jules is going but let's let's hear about it it's too much conflict between sweet and savory i think i can't i'm not even that big a fan of hot dogs in general i'll eat hot dogs sure but not every day not even like a, a snack type thing it's too much sweet too much savory it's too much of a mix of both i can't i just can't i don't know it's not for me i guess no man i'm in for all of it i want to track these down i want to eat a churro dog with a hot dog in it and then for dessert i want a churro dog with a churro in it i'm just on board with all of it see see this is where i was i was torn because kevin i mean uh, jules i love sweet and savory i love like sea salt dark chocolate chip cookies Mwah. I mean, come on. That is so good. So I love sweet and savory. So originally when I thought of the, the hot dog and the churro bun first, physically, I just didn't think it was possible. I've clearly been proven wrong. I will <laughs> fully admit that it doesn't happen very often. Clearly proven wrong. But I saw the hot dog. I saw the sweet churro bun. And then I even saw the ketchup and mustard. And somehow I'm like, I think I'm here for that. I think I want to try <laughs> oh. it. But yeah. when I saw the churro itself in between like this long glazed, I don't know, hot dog bun or donut or whatever it is with chocolate ice cream on top and some syrup and some cherries, I just want that in my mouth now. And I am really kind of angry that there's no place around here that wants to sell me a churro dog now that I found out that that exists. So I'm, I want it. I'm, I am so obsessed with churro okay. dogs. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have our differences on churro dogs. But another question 
that needs to be on that questionnaire to whether decide if you're going to be in the good place or the bad place is if you've ever taken out a guitar an acoustic guitar and you're not on stage or going to an event whereas you're sitting around a campfire or something and you bust out that acoustic guitar no i don't want any of that i I, you're never gonna know the same songs as me I'm never going to request a song. I, We're not going to figure it out. We're not going to figure it out for 10 minutes. I don't care. I don't. I don't want it. See, so this was this was brought up in the movie Role Models. You guys seen Role Models? Yeah. Good and they're talking they, sure. they're talking about how nobody you can't bring out the acoustic guitar because there's always some guy at a campfire who this is Paul Rudd, you know, doesn't doesn't really know how to play. And of course, you get the guy there who's like Oh, wait, no, hold on. Let me start that again. And all right, mm-hmm. I'm with you, Jules, on that. If you're just some dude that's tinkering around with it, don't bring it out. But I'm sorry. If we're camping and you got a dude that knows how to play the acoustic guitar, I know a lot of music. I know the words to a lot of music and I don't mind singing and I can get everybody involved in the sing along. So if you know how to play the songs, I can guarantee you there's songs that you know how to play that I know how to sing. Okay. And it can it can start the party. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so if you don't know how to play the guitar and you pull out a guitar, don't go to the no. bad place. Okay, cool. Just don't. Yeah, <laughs> that that's another one that I wanted at. I think. Yeah, keep that one at home. If you don't know how to play it, like that, that's part of the of learning to play the guitar. Learning to play the guitar, <laughs> <laughs> key ingredient. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's kind of our little questionnaire. So we'll pose that same question to you guys on the Facebook discussion group this week and, and on Twitter and stuff. And you can tell us what your big bad place pet peeves would be like things that would just immediately send people to the bad place. So we're going to skip over the news this week, which brings us to the highly anticipated, most anticipated part of the week where we take some of the best quotes from episode nine. And we deliver them to you right now, out of context, in the weekly segment called Out of Context, Quotes of the Week. Jules, kick it off. So I got two this week. Um, (laughs) They're pretty funny. What do you get someone that wants to eat a unicorn? That was pretty funny, because they they had a lot of unicorn talk in this one, but uh, this one kind of hit close to home. She says... Every jazz song is like 40 minutes long. It's like, we get it. You can blow on a trumpet. Wrap it up, Elton John. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty insane. Those are my two. Awesome. All right. I had flying piranhas, lava monsters, college improv. (laughs) Just awful stuff. All three completely related topics. (laughs) Then. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, at one point, Chidi was like, oh, that sounds so good. The soup, not the human trafficking. <laughs> yeah. Had to make that distinction. So both of my quotes this week were unicorn related. Uh, I went with the longer version of of, uh, of Jules. What do you get someone who wants to eat a unicorn? A unicorn bib. Yes. No. Unicorn holders. Like corn holders, but for unicorns. <laughs> oh, God. And then the quote that started it all. Unicorn. Oh, yeah. That might be fun to skin it alive and eat his raw flesh. And that has been Out of Context, Quotes of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we get to the point Uh. where we actually discuss the episode itself. And that always begins with the world-famous, wonderful synopsis by Kevin. 
All right. So this episode starts with the fight between the good place and the bad place over fake Eleanor and real Eleanor and real Eleanor wanting to just not be tortured anymore and fake Eleanor not wanting to be tortured at all. And they go out and Eleanor realizes she's the third wheel on Chidi's love match with the real Eleanor and decides that she's just going to throw in the towel because she is an awful person and go to the bad place and be tortured by college improv and flying lava monsters and stuff. And then she stands up for herself at the end of the episode and says no. And Michael tells them to go fork themselves. And now we're at an impasse where we're probably going to be called in front of the judge. Yeah, right. that's the episode right there. So it begins in Michael's office where they're trying to figure out how the mix-up happened, and they do, because both Eleanor Shellstrops died within a tenth of a thousandth of a second of each other at the very same place, because real Eleanor, as we're calling her now, much to the dismay of fake Eleanor, was buying food for the Felinor. homeless- and trying to save fake Eleanor as she was dropping her skinny gal margarita mix. And that just is so perfect. You really forked that one up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I love how she apologizes right. for it. She, she apologizes for... Oh, that's so, so good. You're so good. Why are you oh, so God. good, real Eleanor? But yeah, this is like some anomaly that's never happened, apparently, that these have the same name, same everything, pretty much. They died within milliseconds or whatever. It's crazy. This this happens once in a lifetime. And here if we are, that. the good place. Yeah. Once in an eternity. And here we are. And we, and we find out that the people up there, down there, wherever these people are, they don't see humans. They see dots on a map and just the statistics involved with them. So this kind of mix-up can happen as completely unlikely as it would be. It can happen. Sure. But Trevor this- has no patience for any of this talk. He's just like, blah, blah, blah. We don't care. Let's take Eleanor, real Eleanor, fake Eleanor, whatever. Let's get out of here. And Michael decides he wants to keep the fake Eleanor, so he starts a negotiation process and starts with a unicorn. Like, that's where the freaking oh, negotiation God. starts is with a unicorn. Where do you go from there? <laughs> I don't even know, but that's where it's starting right now. They're yeah. fighting over unicorns. They're fighting over unicorns. And I go back a little bit. That kind of explains to me Michael's fascination with humans because he can't see them or do anything or, or can't watch them interact so that's kind of makes sense to me where it's like oh these are just dots on a map they come here and they're beings and i don't know anything about them but you know that i don't know it all it all kind of made sense but yeah unicorns unicorn meat grinding up the unicorn horn let's let's snorting do it. God. Snorting, <laughs> snorting it, it. snorting the concept of time oh, boy. <laughs> so they much. love snorting things in the bad place apparently yeah Mm-hmm. So, uh, Eleanor, our Eleanor, that's what I'm going to call her. Cause it's, it makes, it's, it's way more comfortable for me than, than fake Eleanor. Fake Eleanor, she's, yeah. She's, she's our Eleanor. Okay. So our Eleanor asks Michael, Hey, why, why do you even want to keep me here? Like after all that you found out, why do you even want to keep me here? And he confesses that Chidi made a very compelling argument on her behalf, which you can tell immediately kind of warms her heart uh that whole thing we've been talking about between her and chidi you you start to see those feelings bubbling in in the look in her face when she realizes that chidi made a case for her 
yeah, he he actually, you know, cares for her and she cares for him. So it's like, eh, you know, there's something there, something. Student teacher relationship only though. <laughs> of course. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so and and so then we go to a flashback and and this whole sequence of flashbacks in this episode is is to show us why that particular thing is so important to Eleanor because Eleanor has been bounced around in her life and she developed a callus that that was not wanting to be a part of anything and this one goes back to high school where first the nerd girl wants to make her part of the school spirit and then the mean girl wants to teach her how to be mean to everybody and then she just announces to the whole school hey man i'm only here for a short period of time get off my back i don't want to be part of any of you and then the alt kid comes over and she's like yeah stop (laughs) don't even go any further i saw how (laughs) how you told everybody off yeah (laughs) uh Excuse me, the Scorpiotes are going to be my new nightmare fuel. <laughs> oh, man. Is that what your bad that place about? thing? Is that what's going to haunt your nightmare? <laughs> that is. That is what is going to torture me is Scorpiotes. <laughs> I'm out. So which part of which animal does this animal have? It looks like just the front They actually the back. showed it. The logo was was the wolf head with a scorpion tail and body. Yeah. Uh, terrifying. Absolutely the best terrifying. Best of both worlds. Does it have I'm fur? Or See you guys. Is it fur on the top? It's like it's like the animal version of a mullet. It's fur <laughs> on the top, uh, exoskeleton oh. in the back. This is like the cockamouse from How I Met Your Mother. I don't ever want to <laughs> right? see it. It's terrifying. Absolutely uh, terrifying. So so from the flashback, Scorpion. we cut now to uh, to Hani's palace. And and Michael is confessing to Tahani that he needs help with this negotiation because he doesn't know what he's doing. He has a hard time with these people, and he thinks that Tahani, being the diplomat that she is, will will help him. And he's like, "What do you, you know? What do you even get somebody who who wants to eat a unicorn?" And we already went over that. But then he's like, "They even have bad Janets." And she's like, what? And, and he br- she brings in the bad Janet who's like, eat my farts, you dink, or something. <laughs> and this is this is actually one of the things that I love about Tahani's character the most, is she has a way of phrasing things that is so proper that it's funny. Her diction and her grammar is always perfect. And she says in this case, what even is the purpose of a Janet who behaves in such a manner? It's like who says that that yeah, way? Who speaks that way? So good. <laughs> uh, and she was like sporting the. All I don't black. know, Tahani. It's funny. Oh the, yeah, the bad Janet, just like whatever. Chewing gum on her phone. It's totally like the vision of good and bad that you have from from Greece, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, like that's what it harkens back to. It's like the I don't even know. What, I've I think I've seen Greece once in my life, but the main. What girl from Greece? Then she be, she becomes the bad one, and she starts wearing leather. It's like as soon as someone puts leather on, they're immediately just bad. Even though some, for some people leather's comfortable, I mean it's whatever. It doesn't right? have to be but it's, considered it's bad. It's definitely a trope. That it is very much you a trope, put leather yeah. on someone, especially black leather. They're immediately now a bad person. Mm-hmm. At least I a don't, I, do. Y'all own any leather at all? I don't think I've yeah. owned any leather things. Even shoes. Uh, You're from Texas. What does that mean? Stop you being racist. racist. Cable. <laughs> Go to your closet. You have a cowboy hat and boots in there right now, next to your whip. 
I guarantee. I mean, just because I'm looking at you now doesn't mean <laughs> right. This is exactly my point. My I am not being locationist <laughs> no, or whatever you want to call this. Yeah, right over there. But seriously, <laughs> um, but seriously, you don't have a pair of dress shoes. I guess, but I was thinking more like pants, hat, shirt, leather shirt. Is there is that a thing? Leather, leather vest. Shirt. Ooh, a leather vest. My That's nipples hurt thing. just thinking I about it. I have two leather jackets. Hmm. So. Hmm. Why? Because they're luxurious and warm. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And when I bought them, I don't wear the. <laughs> actually, I'm thinking about selling one of them, but they uh, they were in style when I wore them. Leather jackets is not such a big thing right now, but when I bought them, they were. Ooh, I'm picturing yeah. a Tim with his leather jacket walking into a bowling alley. Callback with his three <laughs> bowling balls. Oh, totally. I bet you were the coolest. I feel like I got I got the eight ball on the back of it, like uh, oh, a yes. putty from Seinfeld. Is it on fire? <laughs> Please tell me it's on fire. <laughs> Actually, for Christmas one year, I bought my buddy fire bowling shoes. Bowling Whoa. shoes with flames on the side. Yeah, they were awesome. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, back to the episode. Uh, so we're we're back to uh, Chidi and Eleanor's house, as I call it now, and um, we're we're introducing real Eleanor to what would have been her home. And of course, she is responding enthusiastically to every element of the house, including saying, "Oh, I wish there was a clown. There is a clown nook." <laughs> okay, I love that she presses a button and stairs come right? out. Because absolutely, I'm on board. What a payoff for that. And I love the fact that Trevor is like, oh, hey, that's the same clown painting we have in your house down in the bad place to torture you with. Oh, and when he says that, in order to, for you to know his sincerity, he swears to Bieber. Heard I that. swear to Bieber, yep. we have that. Yep. So good. <laughs> because he's the god of the bad place so so oh yeah god. so she's loving this she knows where the secret switch is of course because this is apparently a staple in icelandic primitive architecture as are clown nooks and things of that nature uh, so they of course all want to know well what was eleanor's place like in the bad place and she relived a day over and over again where she had to run a bachelor i'm not sorry a baby shower for someone who she didn't know Organize the whole thing and get electrocuted if she forgot any of the people's names. That sounds, sounds like, exactly like everything that would be bad for Eleanor, everything we know about her. That's yep. exactly her. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's the perfect torture oh. day. Yes. And of course, there's in, in the dreams lava monsters as well as college improv and jazz all the time, which is terrible because blah, blah, blah. Wrap it up, Elton John, and I just love how Chidi doesn't skip skip a beat. Famously a pianist. Yeah, it's so good. She's like, they're they're like, there's jazz playing 24-7. She's like, oh my god, I hate jazz. It's like, oh, hey, well, Uh, chill out there. It can be cool sometimes. So real Eleanor, who's been in the bad place, who's apparently been eating food that turns to spiders in your mouth requests that she get some real food. Okay, she that's wants horrible. to get to know her better. And so they decide to go out and get some food. And they invite Eleanor and of course Trevor wants to come along as well because he says it'll be a perfect double date. It would be two losers, a trash bag and a demon, which I think could be the title for a spin-off sitcom. Is that not already a, a show? I thought that was <laughs> no? a thing. 
No, you're thinking of two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Totally similar Throwing premise. Throwing it back to but... Ryan Reynolds right there, but from our other <laughs> show. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what made me think of that. Actually, Ryan Reynolds, uh, guys, in our other podcast, Nerdy Things Podcast, we talked about Deadpool 2 this week. So if you're a fan of Deadpool, go check that out. But Ryan Reynolds posted on Instagram today a picture of him on, um, I think it was Fox's lot, where he filmed, and, and it was list a plaque of... of shows that were filmed there and one of them was two guys a girl in a pizza place and he commented how old he was because that ran from 98 to 2001 holy crap that was a long damn time ago mm -hmm. but yeah that made me think yeah. of uh two losers trash bag and a demon perfect <laughs> sitcom i could totally see that going that direction if they want to spin that off Ruby, so they go out to dinner they? um but we go back to the palace and the good place, bad place people are there and they are trying to basically make Michael do stuff for them because Michael thinks that catering to them is somehow going to win the day and they want jalapeno poppers and Janet still doesn't know what things are. Quick question. What's a jalapeno? <laughs> Quick question. What's a poppers? <laughs> That's the best part. Not what's a popper, what's, what's a What's a jalapeno poppers? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Oh what? man. So so yeah, they're they're having a rough time of it over there because they just want all this bad stuff and Michael's like I don't want to participate in this, but I feel like I need to feed them <laughs> the things that they want and that's going to help get them on my side. Uh so they're 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 it's just going bad. It's not having a, a fun time. And my favorite thing as well is how they make fun of Michael. They imitate him and they each do completely different voices. <laughs> Neither of them are close to Michael, and he's like, "You guys got me." Oh, that's dead on. That's that's me, definitely. Yeah, you're so good. And I'm like, "Oh my god, Michael, stop, please, stand up, stand up for yourself, my man." Do you even hear what they're saying? <laughs> Do you even hear it? Oh man! So we go to the good plates, which is where the dinner is happening, and everybody's getting to know each other, and really. This whole soulmate thing is starting to play out before our eyes because real Eleanor and Cheaty are vibing big time. What what was the what did Adam Scott say? These oh Jesus, these horn dogs are something. I forgot what it was. There was a line. But yeah, they they're they're super into each other. You can definitely tell that they were meant for each other. Like they're super positive, they're super okay, and they they love each other's story so far. They they wanna share their food because it all sounds so good but also i want to talk about adam scott so far as a character because it's like his first full episode how relaxed does he seem in this role and so okay with everything <laughs> even at the table it just seems like he's just ad-libbing he's just feeling it and i'm like does he have a script like it's just rolling off his tongue i just feel it from him and i'm like he's such a bad guy i love it it's so good <laughs> they just know. said here go be adam scott yeah just go do this the is thing. the general yeah. premise of this scene now go do your thing yeah i love when he turns to eleanor and he's like so is this gonna happen or <laughs> you know i had to ask babe yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah everything just... everything he says is awful like it's always trying to dig on people or call out awkward situations and and this is really feeding into Eleanor's insecurities because we saw in the beginning of the episode how it meant so much to her that Chidi really wanted to argue on her behalf and, and to have her be here and be part of his life. And now she sees those two and they're like holding hands and 
Eleanor and Chidi, they gave each other a hug once, but it took like a while and they've known <laughs> each other for 10 minutes and they're, they're holding each other's hands and talking about going on walks and stuff. And then of course, Trevor is like, oh, hey, you know, they should probably go do their own thing and you do really think you should belong here and blah, blah, blah. And he's really, you know, trying to make her feel insecure and it's, you can tell it's getting to her big time. Yeah. So, I mean, she, she definitely, they get drunk together and she definitely <laughs> says just like, Hey, yeah, you know what? I guess I don't belong here. Just, yeah, let's go. Why not? Nope. Just do it. Takes a shot. Peace out. <laughs> Takes a shot and then right. boom, they're going and it doesn't work out. They don't, uh, despite what Adam Scott says later on, they don't actually do it. No, just no. So but he knows. he he lays the big one on when he basically calls out and says, "Hey, so you and Cheedy, Eleanor and Cheedy, you guys go to Pound Town." And Cheedy doesn't even know what that means. <laughs> and and they're like, "Did you did you, you, know, did you do it or whatever?" And they're and they're like, "No." The but Cheedy goes overboard, making it clear to real Eleanor that they were just platonic friends. And that really makes Eleanor just shut down. See, and, and I don't, she at that point just shuts down. It's 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 not okay for her to feel that way. <laughs> she's been like she's not interested in Chidi and it's okay. You don't you know, I don't know. Her overreacting that way is just so her character, but she needs to realize that, hey, you know, that's his soulmate and this is what she wanted for him since the beginning like she was in a past episode hey i'm sorry that i'm not the soulmate that you were supposed to get i guess i'll be here and we can try and be friends and they try and be friends and it's like he has his person be happy for him like that's the good right place thing she's to do. such a terrible person yeah like such a terrible person. Like just, except just for except for this is not I don't think this is part of her being a terrible person. I think this is part of her personal growth. Because we talked about how difficult it is for her to warm up to people. And yeah, she told Chidi, we're just gonna be friends and I'll do whatever I can. But we've also mentioned each of the last three episodes specific moments where you saw a connection between them. And that's her slowly allowing that to happen in her head i think and when chidi went to bat for her i think that was a big in the beginning of this episode she didn't let on as much to michael but that i think that was a big thing for her that he wanted her to be a part of her life and she was letting that happen and it wasn't so much that he, she necessarily wanted to be romantic with him but when he was so quick so quick to dismiss that it hurt sure. her because he could have just been like no no we're we're more friends blah blah blah. but he was like no that didn't happen don't get the wrong idea and that was hurtful to her and the fact that she wants to have that relationship is personal growth i think i don't know what did she go through just a divorce that was it like come on (laughs) and that was rough when she's explaining why she's the person that she is and then real eleanor had it 10 times worse she was she was dropped in a fish tank and like a Lowe's or something. I don't even remember the whole story, Jeez. but it was not good. I, yeah, it was a train station. Yeah, you know, I know. made my way to the U.S., yada, yada, yada. All that stuff. Awesome. Uh, but then we go back yeah, to so, the party. Yeah, Which man, is pretty, pretty bumping. Oh, it's 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 bumping. <laughs> they're, they're dancing. Michael and this other dude are dancing, and, and the other three chicks are snorting time off the table what does that even mean no one knows right the concept of that's you know what (laughs) that feeds into my theory that all of this is disjointed from our time 
we're going to get more into that as we get into later episodes. True. But this is this is perfect. This is absolutely very perfect. very true. Oh boy! Uh, but the but then my favorite part is so they go to do karaoke, and it's not the karaoke that you and I are familiar with. Not the karaoke that Michael and Eleanor <laughs> oh did a God. few weeks ago. They recite racist rants from famous people. Like the Mel Gibson oh my rant. God, and the this Nixon and that. tapes. All the oh, Mel Gibson. Boy. Oh, yeah. one, one of my favorites. My favorites. <laughs> <laughs> but so they start. Uh, let's get a little serious for a second here. They start playing the Nixon tapes. Was that real? I think that was a reenactment, but the but the tapes themselves are real, and I think a lot of what was said there is real because if you actually listen to some of the Nixon tapes. That's the thing. Like, I know of the Nixon tapes. I know all about, like, I studied that in school. I know all about the concept of what happened. But obviously in school, they never get into the nuts and bolts of what were in the tapes. If that's that's real, the stuff that he said, we really need to stop saying that Trump's the worst. Don't get me wrong. He's the worst. Uh, But not the worst. One of the worst. But... He is. He is. They're all up is. there. I don't know if you want to be the best so, worst one. Yeah, oh, that's that, okay. I've ha- listen. I have heard several people who are political correspondents or political activists or lawyers or whatever who are quote nostalgic for for Nixon. <laughs> Trust me. Well, okay. I don't know. I think sometimes maybe you just forget exact. I mean, because if that's exactly what he said, Trump's never gone out and said those things that badly before. But anyways, ah, ah. Um, that's that's some rough stuff that's going on there. And Michael is just letting it happen. And Tahani's really upset that Michael's just letting this happen. And he says, I've made it very abundantly clear that I don't support this, but he just won't stand up for himself. Why is Michael being such a good guy here? Why is he just letting people bowl him over? Is this the Michael that we've seen throughout this series so far? We've never seen him with an equal, though. He's always been the guy to kind of lead the charge. And, you know, you're different whenever you're teaching. a. This is sort of like, I guess, you're teaching a class of kids versus you hanging out with your friends that are kind of bullies. You know what I mean? Or quote unquote friends. But like, this is a different setting. And these are kind of Michael's equals that are, you know, tougher than him. So, I mean... I don't know. It's just a different, it's just different dynamics than we've seen him before. And we usually see him in charge, like I said already, but yeah, yeah, it was kind of, kind of sucked to see him that way to just take it to be like, ha ha, yeah, y'all are making fun of me. Ha ha. Okay. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's, while that's going on, there's a little side scene that I think is very cool and significant as short as it is and it's Gianyu, jason and janet together in the, in the little settee yeah and and janet comes out and and asks Gianyu, listen i know i usually am supposed to have the answers but i didn't have one on this one and he says something that's very poignant it doesn't matter that you have the knowledge it's that it's what's in your heart that counts and she's like thanks it is important that I have knowledge because I'm an information delivery advice and I don't have a heart, but thanks. And you, mm-hmm. But you could tell, even though what Jason said didn't apply to her at all, she appreciated the sentiment and then turns to him and asks the perfect question 
to ask Jason. <laughs> the, the perfect literal question to ask right Jason. Question. Yes. What's a jalapeno popper? <laughs> His eyes light up. Oh my goodness. He was like, I know that one. Right? It was so good. <laughs> so yeah, he explains that to her. And then by the end of the scene, he gives her a hug. And she, again, in typical Jana fashion, why did you do that? Because you're the only one that's nice to me. And it's so sad that Jason really, like, we think that he doesn't get it, but on some level, he does kind of get it. And it's kind of sad that Jason's just chilling out there. I mean, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, he was not the best person (laughs) in real life, but he's just chilling out there and he just knows that everybody's mean to him. Yeah, we still don't know his story. He's just kind of there and it's like, well, you know, what's... What's what are we to do with this with this person <laughs> that pretended to be a monk for a long time? I don't know. Yeah. So the party rages on and we wake up the next morning and everybody's hungover because the bad place people wanted to turn off the hangover filter, which is freaking fantastic. Um, so <laughs> awesome. the place is trashed. Michael's apologizing and saying that he wants to clean it up. But Tahani's like, I don't care that the place is trashed. I care that you didn't stand up for yourself. Like, why Why do you let these people bully you? And and he kind of says what Jules said. You know, it's their Michaels. These are the only people I'm scared of. So then we cut back to Eleanor waking up in the bathtub. And she's like, what the fork is going on? And Chidi explains to her what happened because her and Trevor got pretty wasted last night. And he really put the screws on her to make her feel like she didn't belong here. But Chidi delivers another very Chidi kind of speech and and says, hey, we're part of a team. I'm not going to let you down. I'm not going to abandon you. And it was another very heartwarming moment between Eleanor and Chidi. Yeah, he uses that word team. That was kind of the 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 you know the running thing in this episode is that she wasn't a part of a team she never felt like she wanted to be a part of a team for some reason and that she could never fit in or anything like that and you know now that her and Chidi are a team will she change will it be different this time and Michael wants to be a part of the team and yeah that was the word that they kept using because when she we'd flash back to her work right after this scene where she leaves because she didn't want to be part of the team and they wanted people there that wanted to be part of the team. And she goes to work for the terrible drug company that just lets her sit in her cubicle and sell fake drugs to old people. Um, so we get into the <laughs> negotiating room. We are here finally to do serious negotiation. And Trevor explains that they came to an agreement last night and that Eleanor is going to go with him. But wait a second. She's not. And she stands up for no. herself and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, and Michael stands up for her. What's yeah, that? Michael. Michael stands up for her, too. He went all, go fork yourself right? on them. Yeah, it was pretty awesome Love because that. Eleanor recognizes, hey, I do want to be part of this team. And I was not a good person and I do not belong here, but I want to. And I've never wanted to belong before. And that emboldens Michael even more. And he's like, get the fork out of my neighborhood. We're giving you nothing. <laughs> And they, he says, I don't, uh, or Adam Scott, he says, I don't want to get Sean into this or I, let's just settle this between us or whatever. I don't want to get Sean into this or whatever. That was his name, right? Sean? Sean. Yeah. This whatever higher being or. Sean. I, yeah. Sean. Of yeah. course. That's his name. But it, <laughs> are we going to see more of that again? 
I haven't seen anything past this episode. Are we going to see more of that? Is, is the bad place going to rage on the good place? Like, we need our person back or some shit. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm, I'm so ready because this is so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> An all powerful judge that sits on high and his name is Sean. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait yes. to see where this goes. So, presumably, we're introduced to Sean next week. We don't know for sure, but we do know one thing. Tahani caught some glimpses of Jianyu doing some things that were not very Buddhist monk-like. And when Jason is strolling right. his way through the hallway to get into his butthole, in true oh, good place fashion... Tahani is sitting on the chair, the reclining chair in the butthole going, hey, Buster, the jig is up. I need some answers. What's going on? Fremulon. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Every time. I love it. When we come to the end. So good. Yeah. Another good just. They keep leading you on every sh every episode. It's so fantastic. Every and week. Like, every week. It's a cliffhanger ending it's, somehow. It's crazy. So now Tahani. Does she know something? Does she is she just gonna play it off? Like sometimes cliffhangers are just like in the first minute they're just like oh it's it's nothing. I doubt that's what it is. I think she's I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, she's she's in the butthole. She's deep in the butthole. So he could, he could just play it off. And she's be like, rooting around I don't up know, there. This is all cheaty stuff or something. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, and that could would, be like a, cheaty, cheaty would own up to it though, wouldn't he? Yeah, it'd be like an easy thing out, but like she'd be like, "Chitty, is this your stuff?" And he'd be like, "Ah, yes," and his stomach would <laughs> explode. Deborah, <laughs> you went very Raymond for a second there. Uh, yeah, Dabra. I want to know. I want to know about Jason. I want to know what's going on, what's going to happen next, and then we have to wait a week to talk about it. It's all very exciting, but we will come back here and we will talk about it because this is everything fine. It's a good place podcast and this is what we do. This comes out every Monday. So we look forward to you coming back next week to find out with us what happens uh, along on this cliffhanger. If you're like Jules the human and you have never watched this before, we are spoiler free. So we can't wait for you guys to come back and, 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 and watch the next episode and, and, go through the exciting developments with us but if you watched the show before and you're re-watching it we thank you for doing that we can't wait to get to that point for everybody in season three because we will catch up by the time season three starts that was our plan that's what we're gonna do so we thank you guys for joining us we uh remind you that you can get involved in the discussion on the facebook group go to facebook.com or on the app search everything is fine up top and you can find us go to nerdythingspod.com for more information on this podcast and our other podcasts and the three of us individually for our individual social medias as well as finding at nerdy things pod everywhere that there is a social media everywhere that there's a media that's social you will find us there and you can also find this podcast exclusively on instagram at everything is fine podcast where we post pictures of churro dogs and little fun captions and stuff like that so you can check us out there as well but as always, guys, just thank you so much for joining us. We love that you're along for this ride with us as we travel through the good place. This is Everything is Fine. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>